So, do you think by the time this podcast like gets released, everyone will have just died of coronavirus, or like will just be? <laughs> will it be like just something that's that's in like? Joey took a second to like start the hit the record button and I was like what's he doing? I was like oh he must be figuring out how he's going to open the show <laughs> that's the way you're opening it so so people who are listening to this right now they're living in some 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 ravaged world some post apocalyptic yeah. zombie ish scenario where half the population has been taken over by the coronavirus yeah people are like on spaceships like they're like hanging out in Elon Musk's <laughs> underground tunnel together they're like what was it like before the virus and they go to our podcast Podcast and they listen to it and they listen to all the frivolous shit we're talking about. And it's like, ah, oh, those were the good old days. Man, remember when people just talked about silly things like Dota? <laughs> I can't play Dota anymore because my lungs don't work. <laughs> um, that's really sad. People have died. Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, the bad part about doing international travel mm -hmm. um, during like what could be a pandemic outbreak thing yeah. is that everyone's like oh no are you okay are you like are you wearing a mask are you gonna get a virus yeah and, um, I don't think so I did interact with a lot of with a lot of tourists uh, and it does have a bit of a, a set in time yeah, so it, it, yeah it could it could be hitting you like if it starts hitting you tomorrow then that means i'm going to get it at some point in time and you've killed both of us so if anything instead of a post-apocalyptic scenario it's more of a uh joey and and cap are dead let's see what their final moments were like <laughs> Yeah, they were joking about about coronavirus, and then this happened, and then they died of it. So I would definitely die. My lungs suck, dude. My uh, oh, man, I, I, I'm, oh, I have a terrible immune system. If I was born any time before 1970, I don't think I would have lived to 50. <laughs> to be honest, like. I'm alive today because uh -huh. of modern medicine, just, just like holistically. <laughs> like I would have had some crazy allergy attack that would have killed me or like I would have got some infection that I couldn't heal. Your from. genes would have not have entered the pool. Even like when I go to the doctor, I have to have a list of antibiotics I'm allergic to on my phone. I'm wow. like, hey, doc, you can't give me these 10 things. Wow. Like it's I I'm I probably owe my life to like modern medicine for sure i've only got one thing that i have to ever have to give them and it's literally something that like happened when i was so young that i don't remember it mm -hmm. so i do that thing they're like what are you allergic to i say sulfa i'm also and, to sulfa. and they're like what happens and i'm like i don't know <laughs> oh, i've just always been told i'm allergic i uh i've been always I, I took penicillin once when I was younger. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, no, I don't even think they gave it to me because both my parents are allergic to it. And I've told every doctor for my entire life up until three months ago that I was allergic to penicillin because I eventually asked the doctor if there's a blood test for it. And there is. And I'm like, can I have that? I want to know. And he's like, well, I don't think you're allergic to penicillin because it came back negative. So he gave me like a single penicillin pill that I can take eventually. Mm -hmm. And then just be like, uh, like a test, mm -hmm. which seems terrifying. Like I said, to like have a Sunday. So you haven't taken like, it yet. It's just still sitting there. 
No, uh, was pretty Let's crazy. do it right now. <laughs> It'll help combat the coronavirus that is currently in your system. In theory, it's it's like if I, I can you I I would just want to like spend a Sunday like going on a walk or like having a joint, but instead it's like, hey, do you want to sit down and be scared of having anaphylactic shock from this <laughs> pill you're subjecting yourself to? It's a scary proposition. Living life on the edge. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. But yeah, uh, I, I have a terrible immune system. I was shocked that I did not get sick at uh, at We Play or at Dream League or at the in between time where I was staying at Owen and Shevers, and we actually uh, Shever got sick, and then uh, Rich also got some sort of like forty eight hour stomach flu or something. He spent like an entire day just passed out. Like on on the couch after we got to Owen and Cheever's, like he woke up in the morning, puked a few times, and then was just like passed out on the couch for pretty much the full day, and then he woke up uh, the next day somewhere around noon or something like that, and then he was good. That's I thought we were all gonna get sick and be puking all over each other and in Owen and Cheever's house. And they have like one toilet. And you're like, what <laughs> you do? Now that's I. I don't like stomach things. That, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's a wildly popular opinion to be like I don't like stomach things, but uh, I don't like puke. <laughs> I'm fine puking. I'd rather I'd rather puke. I feel like it's quick. Um, I'm not okay with other people puking. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really bad with that. I, it's more even the smell than the noise. Yeah. There's, there's been scenarios where I'm like, I need to clean up your vomit, but I, <laughs> I can't. So I, um, so I actually have very good stomach control, uh, or something, something is unblessed. Like, I've, I've puked only like two, maybe three times in my life. Wow. In, in my entire life. Wow. Yeah, that, that, in, that includes like getting very nauseous from like being on rides and stuff like that. I've just been very lucky. But the, the first time that I ever puked, I still have a memory of it. I have very good stomach control. But when I do puke, it's a lot. It means my body's been pushed to the edge where it's like, <laughs> we must evacuate all of this. It's all coming out. Everything must go. And I have another trait. I can sleep through anything. When I'm tired enough, I can sleep through anything. I've slept through fire alarms that have gone off in my apartment. My girlfriend's woken up, turned off the fire alarm. I've been fast asleep the entire time. I, I slept through our house when I was a kid being flooded. Slept through that. Not a peep. I slept through my first time puking. That's and you're aware people die like that. <laughs> well, people apparently I didn't. It's a good I, thing you don't sleep on your back, I guess. I yes, I'm a side sleeper. <laughs> Here's a third trait about me, Joey. Okay, good stomach control. I can sleep through anything. And remember the chair from last week? Mm -hmm. I'm a fiddler. You know what? I'm also in bed. I'm a roller. 
I, I gotta I gotta move oh. in bed. I thrash around. Oh. I roll. Oh. <laughs> so I woke up sometime in the middle of of the night, Herp. four five a.m. I had evacuated my stomach. Herp. I had slept through it. I had rolled around in it, and I woke up covered in vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what did your mom do? <laughs> I remember my mom coming in and just being like this wide eyed expression of just like what what happened to you? Why are you covered in vomit all over? It's on your chest. It's on your back. It's all over you. It's it's all the way up and down your chest and stomach. It's going to your legs. It's on either side of your cheeks. It's planted into your cheeks. Oh, how old it's were you? everywhere. Um, this was a very early memory, so I would probably say about like six, seven, somewhere in there. Oh man, that's. That's, that almost still feels kind of old oh, for that. God. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. So, yeah, those three traits that I have all just lined up in just the worst pukerific way. Oh, man. If it was, if that happened 20 years later, then uh, your mom would have pictures because she'd be like, hold on, honey, this is disgusting, but I gotta get, <laughs> but, I gotta get my iPhone. This one's for the gram. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I really don't, I really don't like anything about that. Oh, I really shit. don't like anything about that. The sleeping through anything sounds like it could be nice. All these, and no, I take that back. All these things are deadly. <laughs> All these things. Well, I can't, well, as we've heard from my experiences with loud noise, I still wake up when there's danger. For whatever reason, my ah, yes. my my danger senses are still okay with that. So your alarm. Except for the be. fire alarm somehow didn't trigger that. So that's a little concerning. I'm going to die in a fire someday. That's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah. I've uh, I've slept oh. through earthquakes. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, that's weak stuff. I, I've slept through strong <laughs> earthquakes where yeah, like yeah, I yeah. wake up and I'm like, why is everything on the floor? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, there's an earthquake. I'm like what? It's <laughs> like, yeah, I was panicking. There was the 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 really big one happened when I was two. And I just like slept through it, and my mm. parents tell me stories about how they were like running through the house to like go and make sure that I'm safe, and they're like falling over and everything's yeah. getting all fucked up, and I'm just like sleeping. I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. I'm glad that I don't remember that. I um, I. Ev- so growing up in Los Angeles, because I truly have to shoehorn those shoehorn those two words into every show we do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> is um, it, it really makes you privy to earthquakes? Uh huh. And because of that, when I go places where they don't have earthquakes, I'm always thinking to myself, like, are you guys not concerned about earthquakes? Whether it be like how they build something in Spain or like my friends in, in London who have like glass bottles on the edges of shelves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you have an earthquake, that's going to fall over. Or like, why is your TV not anchored to the wall or all this stuff? And they're like, <laughs> why are you thinking about this? We don't have earthquakes. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. It's just like a, a weird tick that I feel like I have to earthquake proof everything all the time. You know, the West Coast, best coast. I, I love the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I've grown to enjoy California in different ways. 
Uh, but we are set for two of the biggest natural disasters, right? Mm-hmm. The big one. The big, big earthquake the big that's supposed to be coming. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. And we just accept that California's going to sink into the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. We'll be with it. And then the super volcano. That's the other one. Oh, uh, the Yellowstone one? The Yellowstone super volcano, which will probably wipe out a lot of the West Coast. Hopefully the wind's heading east <laughs> and they could take it instead. But, you know, that explosion is going to be massive. So uh, a great the- place to live until it's not. <laughs> Everyone moves here for the weather. <laughs> Man, I overdressed for Europe. I packed too many warm clothes and I was too warm. When I got off the plane uh-huh. uh, in London, I was wearing shorts. Yeah. And everyone looked at me like I was a freak. <laughs> and then I also learned that not a lot of men over there like have dyed hair either yeah yeah. so i was like pegged for looking weird from the start <laughs> and then did you when you lived in germany did you, did you ever get used to like opening your mouth and then having people just immediately like judge you <laughs> or like no i mean yeah no, yeah for sure because i couldn't speak german yeah. yeah i was uncomfortable with that for like a solid week and a half i i like wanted to be more meek i just want to be like oh. hey everybody uh I, I, I like went to order at McDonald's because okay, so McDonald's in 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 the UK have have uh, spicy chicken McNuggets. Oh, sick! I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were a limited time thing, and I really wanted to try them. And I thought that it was pretty lame to like eat at McDonald's. You know, they I call was, it like, Big a Mac a Royalty. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what movie is that from? Oh God, you're asking. Oh, I, no. I only listen. I only watch movies uh, not in English. Now that's, that's my new. That's my new thing. Um, you're just trying to absorb other languages. Yeah, trying to keep the process more pure. <laughs> you know, Parasite was great with the English dubs, but if you really want to enjoy the movie, you gotta see it in its natural Korean language. Exactly. I, I should be a pure animeist. Um, uh, I felt like such a loser ordering a McDonald's. I mean, like, <laughs> this person's American at their McDonald's. I'm like, yeah. fuck! I just want some spicy McNuggets. They were good. <laughs> it wasn't like a sauce. It was like baked. It was like spicy breading. I don't know why they're going to have those here. Let me say, I'm, I'm, I was actually experienced the opposite. Um, in, in the being judged right away, I did not give a fuck. Mm. Um, and I've I've come to realize this more and more about myself. I was talking to my my girlfriend. Um, and we were talking about like future homes, dream homes sort of scenarios. And she was talking about like, I want, we both want to live on the water. We both love the water. So river or beach would be excellent. And, uh, she was talking about, uh, this beach area in Romania and you know, it's, it's an area where everyone goes to, to like party and stuff. And I'm like, that is not where I want to live. And I realized <laughs> as, as uh, the more I talked about, it, I was like, I don't want to be around people. That's just kind of the person I am. Uh, and, and now I'm realizing this about Germany. The uh, not speaking German did not bother me that much because the isolation was totally acceptable for me. If anything, it was great. I, I was around people, but I didn't have to like I didn't have to be around them. And it's in a weird sort of way. I was isolated from them. It was great. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I, no, I think they just call it like, I guess, being introverted. Um, uh, no, not even. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. I take that back. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm someone who is like okay being 
a character or uh-huh. entertaining. But yep. I think what I learned is that I need to be able to do that on my own terms. Ah, and I don't okay. want to be like, I don't want to have to be on or a character yeah. uh, when, when I don't want to be. And I feel like when, when I was in Europe, I was so often like pointed out as soon as I started talking to someone as an American mm-hmm. or like as someone different that I had to like be someone or like I was on and I'm like, okay, oh, okay. wait a second. Like, I, I, I just want to like, like I'm, I'm sorry that I said some words on the train and now you're like, whoa, where are you from? Um, <laughs> so that, that was a thing I get like in the hostels. I got a lot of attention for mm. it, which, which felt weird. Um, there's a night where I was like, we were at a piano bar and, and I was singing and someone's in, in Edinburgh. They're like, wow, you sing with like a really good American accent for these songs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, about that. And they're like, you, whoa, you should hear me do country songs. And, and then they're like, oh, my God, you have to do karaoke. You should do, you know, you know, the killers. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I bet your Mr. Brightside is great. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to stop. I need to leave right now. I'm having massive diarrhea problems. <laughs> uh, I gotta go. We compromised. I did Jenny was a friend of mine because I refused to sing Mr. Brightside. Um, that's a that's a great karaoke song, though. They Everyone both, knows it. Everyone loves belting it out. Yeah. I didn't know. That song has been on, like, the top 100 charts in London or the UK for, oh, like, yeah. 10 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, um... It's something about our, our generation, by the way. It's um, it's all of the, or um, maybe it's just my group of friends, but the karaoke songs that always hit the hardest are uh, like Mr. Brightside. Um, it's all of the emo rock sort of deal. Oh, yeah. So Blink-182, uh, Jimmy oh, World. Uh, yeah, a, all those. It's th- like those always hit the hardest because that's our high school right there. This is a more they wanted me to sing Green Day and I and I oh, didn't okay. do that, so we compromised on the killers. Ah, um, okay, okay. But I, uh, my, my karaoke song of choice is in, is in that vein, but it's a uh, it's it's a uh, Eve Six Inside Out. Ah, because okay. I feel like I heard that song in a while. Exactly, because I feel like mm. it's in, it's in that same group of songs mm-hmm. and vibe, but it's a little bit more on the down though. But people still know it enough, so they're like, "Whoa, I haven't heard this in a while." So you get like that that cool like ah, it's different. Yeah, because I admittedly have a very small amount of a hipster problem, which I'm trying to work on. I can't just do Mr. Brightside. That's too basic. <laughs> also a big fan of Alanis Morissette karaoke. You fucking ought to know that I'm good at that. I'm not sure if I've ever seen Alanis Morissette at karaoke. Maybe we have a slightly different group of friends. It could be. TLC, no scrubs? Yeah. At least once. It's done at least once. How, how often do you go to karaoke? I don't. I, oh, okay. I, I really don't. It's like I've I the last like couple times I went was either like it was at a piano bar that turned into a karaoke bar or it was like a friend's birthday party and they're like a like a theater friend and I'm like not really a theater friend but I'm friends with them and I'm there with their theater friends and I'm like oh god this is even more uncomfortable or um I went like in TI in Vancouver because Seb wanted to go not Seb. OG said Seb like Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured. 
<laughs> Don't worry. I, I knew you weren't friends with the two-time. No. The two-time TI champ. I, I had to clarify that for... The audience, not for you. And then I realized they probably don't know the second person I was talking about either. So the conversation no. became more personal. No. It's fine. I care. I was Conrad was there too. Uh, there, so there's something about uh, Dota crowds. I think it's the. I think it has to do with being introverts. The best extrovert activities I've found anyway. Karaoke is really big with uh, with Dota. Honestly, every Dota after party. Just if you're TO listening to this, just. Have it at karaoke bar. It'll be good. Uh, or escape rooms are, are a big thing with like my group escape of rooms. Friends. Escape rooms. Fuck. The problem with escape rooms is that the the variance in quality is so high. Oh, that, like yeah, you get yeah. to like a certain standard of what you want an escape room to be, and they're really only activities for like eight people. I, I think I told you about the one we went to in Shanghai, right? That was super sick. Went with BSJ. Yeah, and it was like. It, part of the reason it was super sick is that there was, there's no way those kind of regulations could fly in like other countries sort of deal. Yeah. yeah th and there's yeah, also, so cool. uh, th they did like one recently that was like a Metal Gear Solid themed one that was like super crazy with like minimal regulations in Tokyo that looked really dope. Wow. Um, I bet that would be sick. Have you ever been to the basement? No. It's, they're, they're mostly like horror slash scary themed escape rooms. Okay. They're in the valley, so they're not too okay. far. They're they're actually easy for you because they're off the two ten. Sure, sure. Um, and anyone, very sorry. Okay, so uh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, highly recommend. This is a plug for the basement LA. If you're looking for an escape room and you're okay with either actors who are part of the experience oh, or like, or, okay. like a, or like a horror concept, okay. they have they have the best uh, production value rooms that I've seen recently. Okay. Not necessarily the best puzzles, um, but like the, have to check that out. But like the the best production ambiance. Would, would recommend. I, okay. th I think they got a new room. If you want to go do it, we can probably get a group of people. We are 20 minutes into the podcast. Fuck, we didn't do the Dota thing again. Uh, um, uh, 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 so uh, last we week. <laughs> we teased something, and then we got to tease it again. I told you guys about WePlay, uh, a great event. And part of what I, ho I hope I did was highlight all of the things that could have made that event um, bad or just unenjoyable for talent and yet it was still a great event because of other reasons uh and i think that is in general just a good lesson for all tournament organizers um to to learn like how much you care and the effort that is put into um making the show great it it just like changes everyone's perspective i i every single player and talent that I've talked to at WePlay, and again, like players, they're gonna hate taking a five hour bumpy, like the, the roads to Bukovel were not super nice. It was bumpy and crappy. It was just a, like, no, but none of them wanted to go through that. But all of them said they really enjoyed themselves at WePlay, despite the, the, the shitty travel, despite the fact that it was a five best of threes. Like, they did some stuff that just, like, that event is set up. To have a lot of angry people on Twitter, yeah. basically. That was even right? weird, like, for player comms in that arena, right? Because it looked like there was probably potential, like, even voice issues with the players being so close to their own Oh, stage. yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think that part was fine. 
there I think it was a little hard to understand each other uh, at some points, but that happens with LAN events. I think players have kind of just accepted that at some point. Um, but yeah, just a lot of reasons that it could have gone bad, and it was great. One of the best events I've attended. So then, uh, stayed at Owen Sheaves for a while. That was great. Small little mini vacation. We just kind of hung out, played some Dota together. They have uh, five different computer setups, so it was cool. We got to That's play so many land for, Dota. for a house of two. Yeah. yeah well, uh, that was, uh, I love Owen. Owen said it was uh, one of his, one of his dreams was to be able to have five different, uh, like, computer setups. So, it, as Owen says, it, me and my mates come over and, and just play, you know, games together and stuff. That's so cool. So sweet. I love Owen. Uh, and, yeah, and, then, uh, and then Dream League. Um, did I'm 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 stopping you for a second. Yeah, were you teaching Rich how to play Dota? At Owen and Chief we Cross? yes, we we did try and teach uh, Rich how to play Dota. It was you his did first Dota you, game. you added the word and try there. Like so, how uh, would you rate the success well, he, of? He played Dota apparently a, a fair amount back in like the TI two TI three area when he was I think still in college. He had some like friends who were playing it, mm -hmm. so he played back then. But he hadn't played since. Um, and Rich is pretty good at games and stuff, so he he picked up things faster um, than I expected to. I don't know if it's because the experience or because of you know him being a gamer, but um, it was, no, I mean I usually hate working with people who are new to Dota, but it was a pretty enjoyable experience. I laned with him a lot. I tried to show him the ropes, and yeah, it was good. He really really picked up Shadow Shaman. I think Rich's Rich's character is. Um, like, he's newer to the game, so obviously it needs to be simple. Um, but it says a lot about your personality and what role you take in in the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Rich is very much a aggressive four position. So I tried to put him on Skywrath Mage first. Uh, then Kyle suggested Shadow Shaman. Um, and those definitely are right up his alley. Eventually he will get to Dark Willow, but we pumped the brakes on that one. We tried to explain to him that Dark Willow is a little bit too... Complicated. complicated yeah you got a skill shot uh, she's got weird combos and stuff it's like yeah, not very natural yeah. right just, just, so, just shackle someone and then make funny eventually noises. eventually he'll get to dark willow and he'll be able to fulfill his fantasies but uh that is not that day uh but yeah that was super fun then we went to dream league um and yeah i mean i said on like one of our recent podcasts that I wanted to be more like open and honest about uh, my experience at Dota events mm -hmm. and this is partly going to be my my little stepping into those waters uh, Dream League was a very poor event for talent uh, it was just a hard hard event okay we can probably break that down a little bit i guess um i i admittedly didn't watch any of dream league okay. so i don't have because again traveling uh, having fun not doing the dota thing but um my understanding is that people liked the event from a viewer perspective yes okay but he, it, like here's the thing is that events are we play was made by the show dream league was made by the games the games are good. Almost everything can be forgiven at a tournament if you just get the right games. And obviously, you have no control over that. So, you know, they have a lot of hype teams. The games ended up being fantastic. So, you know, the the tournament was a success from a viewer perspective. But uh, it 
from what I understand, it wasn't great from the player perspective and from a talent perspective. It was one of the worst events I've worked. Uh, just, just for like, part of it is the fact that it is a major. Like I've, I've worked some crappy events before. I worked the Shanghai major, you know, I I've worked some WESGs and stuff like that. You know, uh, there is just a difference in expectation. I would say when it's, you know, it's a major, it's put on by a tournament organizer that you trust. Especially at the, because at this point, you know, there's not many majors. They're very curated by value. Yeah, yeah, there's only five majors. The people who are getting season, it are right? like, yeah, people who presumably are like the big names at this point. Yeah. And it was just, uh, I, didn't, I didn't work the last major that they did. Uh, I didn't work Rotterdam, which was some non-DPC event. And then I didn't work um, Stockholm major that they did last year. So... Another part of the reason I feel free to say this is that, you know, I haven't worked a whole lot of Dream Lakes, so I'm a little bit on the outsider perspective. So uh, I feel like I can be a little bit more free because I don't necessarily need to work their events um, to have a successful year. Uh, but this was this was the first event, and I've thought about it, doing it multiple times. This was the first event that was, I got so fed up with it that I wrote a postmortem. Uh, if you don't know what a postmortem is, postmortem obviously referring to death, but in this case, it's uh, for projects. A postmortem is after you uh, have completed a project or some sort of event or something, you go and have the breakdown afterwards to talk about how it went. And this event was, for me, bad enough that I was that I took the effort to write like three pages of a postmortem to be able to talk about like, here's all the things that, you know, was wrong with Dream Lake. Obviously I sent them. This also talks about the line of like, how much do you say this publicly? How much do you say this privately? I'm saying this publicly on our shitty little podcast. So I'm assuming it's not going to go far, but I also post all this privately with the important people of Dream Lake. Which in theory is good feedback that they would want and appreciate. Yes. And when I originally wrote the list, I was, I, especially I had one line that was particularly, <laughs> that was particularly bitchy of me. Mm, uh, but I curated afterwards, <laughs> like after I got home and everything, and then I, I curated it all and, and made it a lot more positive. And here's what to fix. And you here's gotta how to do be the better. compliment sandwich, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did do the compliment sandwich, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, I, I start off with an intro about like, hey, Dream League in the past has been great events. But it's been declining in recent years. Uh, here's a lot of the reasons from my perspective why. And another part of the reason I did this, uh, I said because I don't necessarily need the events, but also because I'm not part of the core group of Dream League. There's a core group, right? Mm -hmm. For me, like ESL, I'm, I'm, would, I would say I'm one of their core people, right? Because I've been to every single ESL event, so... I'm very tied to them. Uh, Dream League, they have owned and fogged, right? They always hire them. They always hire Shiver. Um, and, like, it's just been... Like, Dream League used to be one of the best events, right? Dream League used to be for this fantastic games. show. Uh, I mean, for Dota, especially when they had the actual league format, it was like they had this red button that was going on. The, the, the setup was just different to a lot of tournaments at the time. It was much higher production. It Like, by comparison, Dream League was a show um, that, that was popular because 
of it being a show rather than it being about the games. Is that back when Dream League was tied in with the good studio also? Uh, I mean, that's what it originally started, and then it turned into kind of like the Shiver Owen Fong sort of deal, and that was still like a really good uh, iteration of Dream League. It was very popular. And I remember they would have like just bad teams. You know, they would have tier two teams, but Dream League was popular because of its success as a show. Now it feels like it's the opposite, you know, where it's, it is a, from my, from an internal perspective, had a lot of problems and was a failure as a show, but was successful because of the games, you know? And it's just weird how it's gone that like total 180 from my perspective, right? So what aspect of Dream League as a show is different than like what another major, minor, just typical dota that we'll be doing like um, like when you say show do you mean like the structure of how they're doing like like analysts to casters to gameplay to content piece like like their run of show or their that is uh definitely a big part of it um so there is for example content mm -hmm. um if you watch stream league you did not see a whole lot of content videos and the content videos that were there um, were like very much off of the talent or the players made successful. So the concept wasn't good. It was the people who were working it made it into a good product sort of deal, right? So, you know, like they, they didn't really have any content plans as far as I understood. And the content plans that they had were kind of thrown together uh, last minute, as far as I understood, uh, I worked we play without knowing for sure whether or not I was working Dream League. <laughs> and you like, so I flew like, to Europe. <laughs> yeah, I flew to Europe, and I had a potential like I was soft confirmed, but like I didn't have flights or anything. I just and I told we play that they didn't need to book me a flight back, so I was just kind of heading out there on faith, you know, <laughs> like that. That's always a precarious position to be in. And then on top of that, it turned out like the Dream League group stages in Sweden, um, they initially didn't have room for me. And okay. I'm just like, well, our whole entire plan of like me going to Wii Play and then I'm staying at Owen Shevers, I was expecting to be <laughs> going and working at some point in time. I'm staying at Owen and Shevers. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, you're just going to like house sit for them while they go to Dream League. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah. I don't, or you're not going to like go take an Amsterdam vacation by yourself while yeah. you're. Rich was the one who got left behind, actually. Rich uh, ended up getting himself... <laughs> he got himself the penthouse suite in the Netherlands <laughs> because Rich is absurd like that and just wanted to treat himself. And he stayed, uh, he stayed in Amsterdam uh, for a few days while the rest of us, we were all staying together, and then the four of us fucked off and, and went to Sweden. And then he just kind of got left behind again because it's entirely possible. Rich and I were in Amsterdam at the same time. Yeah, probably. Um, man, he probably had room too. <laughs> and to think I was in like a 32 person. house. Yeah. You could have stayed in a penthouse. Fuck. <laughs> he was there by himself. Damn it. I'm sorry. He didn't bring anybody back. <laughs> he could have yeah. brought me back. I, I could yeah. put out rich. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean like inherently there's a bit of problem with that, right? It's mm -hmm. like just, yeah, there's a big problem with that. It's too much. Oh, like, money if I was rich, I would be pissed if I got left behind, right? That's, oh, oh that's, yeah, I was talking about the hotel room. But yeah, 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 no, 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 you're right. I mean, it's working days that I might have missed, right? It's also extra days I would have had to spend money for like hotels and stuff. It's also if you need to book a last minute plane ticket back to America, then that's yeah. a fucking expensive plane ticket. Um, and then you know, it's like a little bit awkward 
having to go like be in Sweden and then we travel to like for two days I think we cast the group stage and then we fly over to Germany like it's very weird to do it halfway through the event like that but again like all these sort of things are kind of okay as long as the uh, as like as long as the attitude is right once you get there as long as you like actually feel like people working hard to create a a show that really sets you up for success Right, it's that feedback loop that we talked about. We play had very long days, man. Like, like there was no day that was shorter than twelve hours, as far as Riddle. I remember from we play. It was like twelve to eighteen hours constantly, and but you know we we could feel we play pushing to always make sure the show great, and that helps us look good, and we in turn want to make you know them look good, and so we we push it right. So it's this it's this nice cycle, but. Like all these, all these issues just kind of like built up over time. Um, and like, I won't go a whole lot further into it. Cause you know, a lot of this is for the postmortem and that's for, for dream league and stuff. But needless to say, I just, it was, it was very, uh, I was very sad basically, um, because this was supposed to be a major, this is supposed to be a big event and it's also dream league and dream league. Again, I have the highest respect for any tournament that the show makes the tournament not necessarily the games because you can't rely on the games no right and so it's just disappointing that it felt like this was it was the exact opposite that it just deteriorated over time so hopefully they're they're gonna work to fix it but the games were great <laughs> that's what matters so, and, you know that it solves a lot of problems that's what that that is what really matters for a tournament whether or not the games are good something something team secret five yeah. series Dude, talent this. talent don't matter uh Teams matter for sure, but it, it, good games, that's what really makes a memorable tournament that also uh, that also sets up like really high viewing numbers and stuff, you know? Was it just, would anything in particular make the games good? Or was it just good Dota games? Like, ah, Secret's playing good or like, oh man. He, um, like there, there were some tight games. The finals was a letdown. Even though it says 3-2, um, it was, like, one of the most one-sided five-game series I've ever seen. <laughs> like, four of the games were, like, very much decided in the first 15, 20 minutes. Whether by draft or by the laning phase, because that's just kind of what the patch was. Uh, there was only one good game. I think game three might have been? Yeah, I think it was game three. Game three was very close. It went to, like, 50 minutes or something like that. Very fun game. Uh, but there was plenty of games leading up into the finals that were excellent. So just close games. Uh, a lot of like, a lot of either two ones or at least one game that was really close in a series. Some epic comebacks, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't take the time to like go back and look at any of the games because, I mean, I did just get back from that trip, but also uh, the patch dropped right after yeah so it's like do i want to go back and watch old dota at this point like th this stuff's old hat yeah a different Dude, game. don't uh, this last patch was a mistake um not not necessarily like the changes that ice frog are attempting in dota um okay so just a general philosophy thing i i think dota uh, i think ice frog perfected it was a long slog for him perfecting dota in a way and i think ti5 ti6 those were perfect metas as least at least close as you can get it like i think ice frog developed the game that was damn near perfect but you can't just leave a perfect 
game, an online game, you actually do have to change things, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to make things different. You have to introduce new things. You introduce talents. You introduce neutral items. So I think conceptually, I don't think that these items, the like uh, outposts and neutral items are actually that bad. Um, a lot of people think they're broken by their nature and neutral items anyway, but I actually think they're a really fun tool. I think they're a good puzzle of like, it, it offers another thing for you to be able to work with your team and figure out what is best and changes from game to game to game. But the last patch, there were like, it was just the most raw version of what this patch is going to become. And so it just ends up kind of being shitty. It's just, it was yes. too snowbally. It was, it was too, too, it's like a the beta. too much bullshit. It's, it's like the beta patch for, for neutral item outposts, yeah. right? So, yeah, exactly. It should, in theory, get refined. And hopefully, by the time TI rolls around, we're at a point where we feel like pretty happy about it. I mean, I'm already super happy with this new patch. I think the new patch is fantastic. What, what changed for you that, that makes you feel that strongly about it? Uh, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, for neutral items, the biggest RNG bullshit mechanic that everybody likes to talk about. A lot of it is there are some bullshit things about it but now being able to limit it to only one neutral item uh per hero that solves a lot of different problems um and then on top of that they increase it to four items so you get a greater variety of what items to pick from and you can only have one of them and then they fix some of the items as well so they weren't as bullshit like essence ring on on io so whereas before you could have an io that has an essence ring and and the uh, the the stone armor and you know like some regen thing or something like that uh, greater fairy fire and like he could have like three or four items and just be way more bullshit than he would be without before four neutral items were a yeah. thing, right? Like then he just wouldn't be that hero that he was. Um, now you only limit it to to one item, um, so you have to pick and choose what is most effective for you, which adds to I think more of the puzzle element mm -hmm. of being able to, hey, here's a um, here's this factor, here's this thing. What do you do with this thing? And there's a lot of different ways you could do it. I've had plenty of items where I play the same hero, but I don't necessarily use the same item that I had last time because it was better on somebody else or it's not as effective as this game. You know, maybe the, uh, the nether shroud or whatever, you know, I don't want the minus armor. Whereas last game I wanted the magic resistance and the spell amplification or on, you know, this game, this next game, it's better on a less rack than it is a clockwork. You know, I, I think that stuff is cool, fun, adds uh, good elements of RNG to the game. And then they remove shines, which surprisingly is actually very good for Dota uh, <laughs> because of this thing. Do you think that we've just like we got so used to them that they were like, oh, shines are just a thing. And now when you take them away, they're at a point where like, oh, maybe... Maybe they should have never been a thing. Because so, I feel, I still feel like I have, I have base shrine PTSD. So I'm playing on my phone here to pull up a conversation with Bruno, because um, I, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, so hopefully he doesn't mind me talking about this, um, because I thought I, I just found this really interesting. This concept, um, the so part of the the, the removing of shrines and repositioning the outposts was really big. Because what happened was, all of for a large part of Dota's history, for a long time now, the middle tower has been really important for map control. It means a lot mm -hmm. in Dota. It's a lot of reasons why, um, but it's just been that way for a long time. A lot of it is, is TP distance. 
Yeah, a lot of it's TP distance. A lot of it is being able to uh, control parts of the map that are important. Um, if you think about it, it's hard to be able to pass back and forth. It's easier to invade the side lanes if you go through the middle. Entrance, right? entrance like into that. jungles, yeah. locate close proximity to Roshan, runes. A lot of what I think is really fascinating stuff that um, it's just been built up through a lot of Dota, Dota history. Um, but then we have these outposts introduced. And initially it sounds like a really cool change because this mid tower is so important. It's kind of bullshit how important it is all the time when the side lane towers don't matter at all. Mm -hmm. Let's make the side lane towers important. Side lane towers help you control the outposts. The outposts are important to control, right? Conceptually, that sounds like a good fundamental change to Dota. Right? It's just a way to give you a different kind of game. You sold me right? on it. I'm sold. It, it's it's, it's an easy sell, right? It turns out that's really bad for Dota. Because if you think about it, mid tower is still important. But now your side lane towers are also really important. So what does that mean? Lanes are super important. You need to win your lanes. If you lose your lanes, you lose your tower. If you lose your tower, you lose control of the outpost. You lose control of the outpost. You start losing uh, the experience matchup. Uh, all of a sudden, people are playing uh, like a lot more like five-man run to one side of the map sort of Dota. And it all just feels very snowball-y and predetermined by like 15 minutes. Based off of draft and lane scope, that's how the game's going to go. For, for pubs especially. Pro game's a little different. Like I, I had an interesting conversation with AUI about that. And he said if, if the pro games felt fine because people understood better how to be able to mid-max split pushing. Whereas pubs, when somebody does that, they get caught out and then the game's over. So it turns out side lanes are super important. And um, and Bruno, we were having this conversation, we and you know, I'm I'm kind of coming upon that realization. And Bruno already has this revelation because they figured out how to make the game better. He says that um, you know, uh, side lanes need to matter a little, but the more they matter, Dota gets weird. And you know, I talked about the lane focus and the snowbally, and um, and he said it it it's it was so hard to crack the code as well. Because this is a type of thing that no one will vocalize correctly. Like, man, the problem with this patch is that my side lanes matter a lot. Like, nobody can actually... No pro player is, is going to... Like, most pro players are not going to be able to identify that and articulate that. Because inherently, that point doesn't sound bad. My side lanes matter too much? Like, my side lanes matter a lot. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good thing, you know? But the truth is that when you analyze the secondary effects... It just snowballs into a lot of things. And I think that's really cool about like game design and balance. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of people um, like flame and say like, oh, how can you add in RNG, for example, and like nitpick this part of game design. But the deeper problem of the, what the meta was actually, in my opinion, has to do way more about those those goddamn outposts <laughs> and what they did to Dota. Uh, and, and I think that's really cool that like Ice Frog and whoever else, you know, was a part of his team was able to 
break that problem down that none of the nobody actually told them what that problem was. They just had to kind of glean information from like, hey, what do you think about the patch? Hey, what do you think about the patch? Uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel very fun right now. Like uh, that was, you know, like that was my feedback. I was like, I'm not enjoying my pubs as much as any other big patch. And it feels snowballing to me. If they take information like that. We're able to break it down into problem solving that found these like these changes and how they affected the game and then fixed it. I think it's so cool. Yeah, it feels cool to just be able to interpret the information, right? Because you're getting a bunch of information. None of it is the problem you're saying. Like, oh, yeah. like the lane too important. It's just like, oh, the game feels bad or, oh, I don't like something. Or, and they're, and they, the these are intelligent great. people, right? Like yeah. these Dota players are smart guys, right? And they they can't like they can't articulate what exactly the problem is. You know, yeah. But yeah, sorry, keep going. No, I'm. I I wish uh, that I played a like. I don't think that I was able to get that experience because I was still getting a feel for what the outposts were in those locations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's hard for me to give too much of a personal like uh, revelation because uh, I I was still learning because I, I didn't yeah. really play enough. So now I'm really excited to get into the new patch and feel. Uh, even just the little bit that I know of what's different. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more excited to sit down and have time to play Dota this week just because other people have told me how happy they are with the patch. And that's, you know, a lot of people at the beginning of the last patch also said they were happy. But I feel like it was like happy with an asterisk. And now it's like, yeah. I think that we're going in the right direction. I think pro players were happy and pubs were unhappy. I think um, like pro players saw a lot of cool changes and their game was still interesting and complex. Um, even if there was like a little bit more of um, less freedom, I guess mm -hmm. there was more of a direction of what you should do. Um, but it was still good for them because of how good and strategic people are. You could make cool things happen. Yeah. Pubs, it was just a shit they play, show. They play in a whole different world and the difference yeah, between, exactly. you know, what, <laughs> whatever Team Liquid's doing versus whatever a 2K pub is doing. Yeah. It's incredibly different because even then, you know, you're giving this analysis uh, which I which I think makes sense for you know the 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 top ten percent of Dota, mm -hmm. but I would assume that you know they also have they have to consider the bottom ninety percent of Dota. They have to consider oh, yeah. the bottom fifty percent of Dota when they're patching that too. And I'm almost certain that people who are playing pubs like aren't necessarily having the same uh, the thoughts. Well, well I problems, think that's right? I think that is also what's so cool about this is the fact that this. It, from what my experience has been, has actually affected pubs the most, right? We, I mean, we had the Dream League Major. We had some sick-ass games in there. Pro Dota was still fine, but the pubs were awful, and they found a way that fundamentally, I think, fixed both in a way. It's going to make Pro Dota a little bit more interesting to watch than it was before, and it definitely fixed pubs. At least my experience so far with pubs is way better. If you fix the top level of pubs do you also fix the bottom level of pubs i think there is, is a trickle down effect is, is yes. that is that trickle down trickle down patching? economics in patching dota is is real but it is a trickle calm down right? megan 
<laughs> You're talking to the capitalist here. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, no, I think that's a real thing in in Dota, but it is a trickle. Obviously, the farther down the line you go, the all less the, and less and less of with all their movies. MMR. Exactly. He's goddamn pros and they're rolling in the MMR. No, no taxes. It's great life here. Man. Uh. <sighs> Stop that analogy before it just gets sad. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fe I, hashtag feel the burn. <laughs> I'm just going to keep updating these uh, poll results. Not showing anything yet. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's uh. I, I'm, I'm excited to play Dota, like I, like I said, for, for yeah. the first time in a minute. I, I think I have time or the excuse to, to grind a bunch of games this week so I can I can next time share the experience of what this is now like at someone who is in the uh, in the mid tier. Oh, let me just say shout out to Shared Tangos, our sister podcast. But they're fucking wrong. About they uh, they call talents uh, a 10 out of 10 concept and neutral items. Trent's trying to make the he's like, I'm just done with neutral items. Even after this change, he said it's a 2 out of 10. Nah. Dude, I, neutral items are at least a 7 out of 10. It's a good concept that was broken uh, initially, but it, I think it's in a pretty good place now. You're doing, see now, if you want to get the people excited, uh huh, you, you have to be super polarizing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you can be like it's a two out of ten because you know you're gonna get a lot of comments about it. Ah, uh, Trent's just doing it for the clout. He's doing it for the clout. Two out of this ten guy, for the clout. Everything he's doing, he for doesn't stop. I know he doesn't stop. He's just trying to make Reddit threads. Fuck. Um, God damn it. <laughs> also, sorry, Trent. Also, um, <laughs> tens tens don't exist on a scale of like on a. I, I, oh, you're you're one of those. Is uh, 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 if you're rating something on a scale of one to ten, be it neutral items or the attractiveness of a person you're just seeing that walks by, uh -huh. tens don't exist. It's like an idealistic perfect. It's a hundred percent. It's impossible. A nine, I can see. Okay, you so know, I, I, but but a ten, you're saying that's perfect. Are you also one of those people that uh, says that like a five is not bad? Five is average. Yeah, I agree with that too. Okay. Every that's that's the the melon rating as, <laughs> as as I understand it. I actually don't know his name, but the hip hop reviewer. Oh, um, what's his name? Fuck, I I know. Everyone just calls him Melon. Yeah, Melon. Um, <laughs> every everything's a bell curve. Everything's a bell curve. A five is fine because it's average. A one and a ten in theory should not exist. Mm -hmm. So a two is a pretty bad rating. <laughs> Two's a real bad. Two's a really bad rating. Um, uh, yeah, if if we all got on the same rating scale, I think we'd be better off as a society. Yeah. So this new that. patch. It's something out of 10, but it's definitely not a 10 or a 1. This uh, patch is a solid improvement on the previous one. Uh, I heard that they aren't just patching. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't just release the patch, which right. hopefully there's not even a new one before the time of this release. Not even going to think about that. That would be <laughs> weird and off, probably off topic. Um it looks like they're also patching the majors mm -hmm. and the DPC next year. Yes, there was a Liquid Dota article released mm -hmm. recently that kind of, it was kind of short, 
it was kind of like summing up some information that people got from the uh, teams and organizations that were invited to Valve from Valve to talk about this. Yeah, this was this was like news, not like really leaked from like a team or a player per se, and it wasn't news that came from the official like Dota Two blog. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where they they got this news from. Honestly, so it seems like this has been confirmed by multiple people to whoever you know the 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 writer the journalist oh yeah if they're putting this out i'm sure they've got it confirmed by multiple sources and they feel very good about putting it out there yeah you don't put something like this out there without solid this, confidence this seems say. pretty right but it, the interesting thing about this too i mean we're not even talking about the changes yet is that you know they they, they, they released uh this this news article this 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 for lack of any other better words and uh i feel like it didn't even gain that much traction no like i mean this is the most solid investigative reporting i think i've ever seen in dota <laughs> like nobody does this shit exactly and uh and but but like if you're looking it's got at less reddit, traction yeah. then reddit user x said that this is the new og squad you know Oh, uh, like there, there's been five tops and jokes that that probably made more waves than like yeah. what is essentially going to be the huge changes to the DPC, which is interesting to me because that means that it's probably just going to blindside a bunch of people when they actually come out. They'll be like, "Whoa, I never knew about this." And you'd be like, "Well, I don't know. I guess that's why you're supposed to like sport journalism or something." I, uh, uh, I mean, I did add to it not being noticed because I didn't, I didn't say anything about it. And even when people came on stream to ask me about it, uh, I honestly don't have an opinion on it because we, the, should, we should probably say what yeah, it let's is. say the changes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll, I'll read. They, they handed, you know, for, for us millennials who can't um, pay attention more than five minutes or read the, 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 the new DPC TLDR, no minors, mm -hmm. three majors. Mm hmm. Regional leagues, mm -hmm. um, two tiers per league, mm -hmm. with a promotion and relegation, so teams can swap in and out of the leagues, and open qualifiers for the tier two league, with the idea being that it's more of there's there's four big events, one being the international, yeah. the other three being majors, yeah. and a league longer play system leading up to those major lands, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, like like some it could be other tournaments where you're getting DPC points that are individually organized like if you want to do a we play thing or a, or a BTS thing or it could be uh, like a long league format more like an old dream league or like potentially an overwatch call of duty league of legends uh, yeah. type thing um, still not completely sure what the format's going to look like aside from the fact that you know minors thing of the past a league where we can watch more tier 2 Dota which is the thing people have been talking a lot about uh, and move in between tier one and tier two and, uh, and less big, big events. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, the only thing really talk about this is uh, they're supporting the tier two, tier three scene. I, I think ev almost for me anyway, almost every other talking point from a talent perspective is like, I need more details before I really feel strongly about it one way or the other. Right. How, how much, do, for example, how much does the league, um, get in the way of 30 party organizers, right? If we have this constantly going on, uh, does that interfere with tournaments outside of that? 
I, I'm sure it, it probably won't affect it that much. I would hope so, right? Because otherwise, me only going to three tournaments a year sounds pretty shitty to me. Yeah. But that's probably not the case, right? Um, I, yeah, I mean, it probably is. You're going to three events a year, and plus you're doing a lot of casting from home for I mean, these events that are happening all the time, maybe? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be casting. Am I going to be casting those leagues? Or tournaments going to invest uh, money into the coverage to be able to cover this? Or are they just going to fall back on the same old raids that they've been doing for kind of like the tier two, tier three casters to be able to cover, cover qualifiers and stuff? Like, are they, they going to be doing that? Is, is there incentives for them to invest into it like uh, ESL does with Join Dota? where they actually bring casters in, have a land setup where they cover the qualifiers. You know, I want more people to do uh, stuff like that, but a league is also a very long system, presumably. It's expensive to hire casters for that long, to house them. So it's probably going to be online. I, like, yeah, I just don't is, know. Is there room for more third-party content to pop up around this? Like, are we going to see the BTS Friday League wrap-up show where they talk yeah. about the games from the week and then people just watch that? That's a great idea. Dota? Joey, I'm going to pitch that to BTS. What I'm sure... Hire me for. <laughs> Dakota, Dakota's already thinking about it. And, oh, I'm sure he is. You know, it's... That's obviously what you're going to do, right? Like, you're going to... There's either going to be, like, a daily or a weekly show if there's, if there's a league format like this. Yeah. And if they are, I'm in Los Angeles and still don't have a job. So just saying. <laughs> um, that's not until next year. I'll definitely have a job. <laughs> Hopefully. Hope. Um, no, I will. Maybe. Um, hire me. Anywho. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's interesting that, that this is getting released on a non-official channel. And it's almost certainly what's going to happen. And that, you know, we're going to look at more tier two Dota, potentially even tier three Dota as people try and get into the tier two leagues. That there's probably going to be a, a more consistent swath of Dota going on with like four really high points instead of like six kind of high points yeah um more more information is needed my initial reaction if this was all correct is that this might be the right direction yeah could be but even to say that is just you know throwing a dart in the dark right yeah I've, I, i'm pretty critical about like overwatch league and call of duty league yeah uh because of the way they do stuff so uh th now they're on youtube now so you don't have to see them <laughs> i yeah uh oh yeah i i there is actually one more thing that like i'm just not committal to really caring about this too much until something actually happens uh which is Oh, I, I have full faith in this article, um, but I'm not totally convinced that Valve, this is their end product, you know? No. I, I could definitely see th something quite different coming out uh, when it comes to announce this probably post-TI, I'm guessing. Or an or iteration whatever. of this, or like this might be the yeah. core concept, but the actual nitty-gritty and details are different. Yeah, like, or, I, like Valve can just, Valve does change their mind sometimes about things, so... You know, who knows? It can even be a situation where, like, you know, now there's going to be public comment on that, and that public comment might spur, a, you know, actual insightful change. 
or like it might think of ideas that Valve or teams didn't think of or, you know, you, you might say, oh, well, why should, you know, Joe Blow's opinion matter? But yeah. some I mean, a lot of times in our space, Joe Blow's opinion does matter because sometimes it's that one person out of 10,000 that comes with a really good idea or counterpoint. Yeah. So that could happen. Um, you, you're, you're right, though. It feels like because this isn't this isn't official per se that it, it is almost certainly incomplete or subject to change oh i just realized i haven't actually uh asked bruno uh about this at all and i probably won't anyway because i generally don't like kind of probing for information as as weird as that uh sounds but but what i'm trying to get to is that this would make a sick podcast for us to do with him at ti talking about the new dpc changes whatever if they announce it at ti did we get him in on to the podcast oh that, that'd be sick there's i mean at this point there is almost certainly uh-huh. at least a single person who uh-huh. literally works at valve on dota 2 who yeah. listens to this oh, i think you're Holding us to much higher bars than we are able to reach, I, Joey. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I, the, the the door is open. There, you don't want to. <laughs> you're not even going to acknowledge yourself. But I've, I've been, I've been in the base where you guys worked before. I've seen the streams that you've watched. I've yes, seen streams. Nobody podcasts. They got to open dude, though. Streams, podcasts, YouTube replays. Uh, uh-huh. I know that someone was watching BSJ YouTube videos. While working in the office, yes, that's, is that is that too much yeah. information to share? I'm no, gonna go out on a I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that at least one person listens to the show, and it's <laughs> probably an op- someone it's, very important. It, it's an open invitation, honestly. We'll just let that ruminate for an entire year. That is uh, that is something I think is really cool about Valve. They do have like they always have streams going on. So like these qualifiers and stuff. Like if you're a tier two or tier three caster. There's a good chance that someone at Valve has heard you casting, mm-hmm. by the way. And, you know, like, you may or may not get your shot out of that. Like, I wouldn't raise your hopes because it's not like Valve has ever, like, really gone uh, super outside of the box when it comes to them hiring for, for qualifiers, right? Like, they hire most of the time the people that you would expect them to hire. You should – um. We, we just gotta keep proving to them that we're gonna make like make a good product and do cool things. Uh-huh. Like like next week I do a live show and they'll be like a wow, live show. Then we end up on their stream list. Then they're way more aware of our podcast, and then they show up as a guest. It's, it's all planned. Just hear me out. ESL uh-huh. yeah. is in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. I don't think it's a crazy idea. Yeah. To get. A venue that's walking distance okay from the shrine okay and do a show at night mm-hmm. after the show day <sighs> and then we get a taco cart and we give people free tacos <laughs> because really they'll come for the tacos uh-huh. and not for us i mean i do just want to say i i did I know I'm not the first person to come up with this concept, and I'm not going to say Valve took my idea, but God damn it, they took my idea for the late game show. Mm, they're going to take some... Come on, man. I put out a tweet when I was not working the... Uh, I, when I found out I was only working the group stage, 
I was like, shit, this is my chance actually to be able to run like uh, a, a third party show that is after TI. I was in talks with Twitch to try and put it together. And sadly, we just didn't, like, it was too short notice for us to be able, like, Twitch just told me we couldn't put together uh, the show fast enough. It was actually AC that I was talking to. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, we just couldn't put the, the show together fast enough. But I drew up, like, a general concept that I wanted to be able to do. I had the talent that I wanted to be able to involve. I had so many ideas. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm not working the main stage anyway. So let's try and make the best of it. And, uh, and, and then they did it the next year. And the year after that, I think it's been a pretty good product. Hear me out. Next time, it's going to be a, a morning show, too. Morning That's, show? Yeah. There, there's there's going to be caps on both ends. Could be. Yeah. There's going to be. I, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Good morning, T.I. I feel like if they, there's one area to put more effort into when it comes to T.I., I think it's actually the late game show. I think the the more you push that to to be uh, to give it the production elements that involve social media uh, and like the way inside the NBA utilizes social media to get to to be able to put it on the show and turn fans see that then they create more content for with the, knowing that it could end up on the show and that becomes like a, 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 a entire cycle that works really well for them and creates it's free content that they put on the show it gets the talent to react. To, to funny like it creates new memes it's it's honestly perfect that is the one thing that they could do to really make the 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 late game show a lot better i think it's the one thing that that valve could actually do that could reach uh outside um like people who are not necessarily tuning tuning into ti that is the one market you could probably get a fresh group of people because everybody else is just wiped out from just watching ti nonstop. the if the games are good the tournament's going to be great right like you there's only so much that you can really improve on ti as a product anymore that's the one area you could really improve things i think they need um they, they probably if that's the case need to not be doing it from a bar or a pub <laughs> they, they need like a studio yeah. yeah and they need more like a show like that requires more of a production team to just make those resources work and like have a real tricaster and have the yeah. real back end to support it i think that the, the they, they need the late game to be that show which is like fun and inside the nba and involving the community mm -hmm. but i also think that they need a version of a show which would be more of like a morning show that's like a here's everything that happened yesterday in 30 minutes not like yeah. a not like a video package replay of like here's the highlights of the games. Oh, look at our motion graphics of which team was knocking out which team on the graphics. But like something with a host that can go through the last twelve hours of TI mm -hmm. in thirty minutes for the person who didn't watch all twelve hours of TI. I think that's what they're missing. You know, be a good host for that. Me or Coddle Guy. So I have Shiver do the regular stuff. I think you have Rich Campbell, by the way. Don't put him on TI, man. I love Rich to death, and that's why I think he would be perfect for the, the late game show. Mm -hmm. Dude, he's he's the host built for that. He is the most entertaining host of entertaining hosts in esports. He's literally he's a meme machine. Put him in that element, and that show is gonna be automatically two times better. Keep bring in Pyrian Flax as well. You know, like um, uh, Dakota was working on that as well. Put him on the morning show because he's also a great host. 
I think he'd be great for a morning show sort of deal. But put Rich on the late game show. Put Perian on there. Put Slacks on there if you have any room to be able to, to, to put him into situations like that. Pull some players into that shit. It'd be mint. Mint, I'm telling you. How do we know that like Dakota and Hoppin aren't just going to like listen to this and be like, yeah, those are good ideas. We'll do this. They're more than welcome to it. I honestly, Dakota gave me feedback recently on me as a caster and I tweeted out about it. He created, I asked him for feedback. He's one of the only people I've ever asked feedback from, from other talent. Cause it has to be someone that I really value their opinion and they have a different perspective mm -hmm. than like, I don't want to ask Toby because Toby's a different caster to me, right? So, like, I need to find my own path that's different to him. Mm -hmm. Dakota is perfect because he's a producer. He's got a great creative mind for things like this. And he has an outsider's perspective. So I trusted him to give me feedback. And he took the time to record a half an hour video for me. Super lot. nice. Super nice for him to do something like that. He was also very flattering to me, so that helped. Yeah, that's what I, was like. <laughs> yeah, I love it when I get feedback. This is so good. It's all positive, baby. I'm the best. All this is talking about how nice my hairline looks, and oh, yeah. man, no, he did have he did have some stuff that uh, he said I needed to improve on, and it did give me some things that I kind of already was thinking about and made me think about it more. For example, I have no chat wheel lines in Dota, right? I I I've never had anything like that. I have actually been asked. If I, I, I just realized. I, I like realized that. what you were saying now. Like the chat wheel lines that are in. Yeah, the yeah. The casters, right? Yeah, like there's there's Fog or LD yeah. or LD Pixel, but none of them are your voice. All the other casters have some sort of iconic moment. I actually don't really have those from like a purely casting perspective. And initially, I brushed it off as sort of like, well, I'm not that kind of caster, you know? Like, I'm more of an analytical style play-by-play. -play. I'm more conversational. I'm not trying to meme it up, you know? Like, I'm just giving you the action. I'm telling the story. And I think I was just kind of bullshitting myself. I was blowing smoke up my own ass. Like, that, that is something to legitimately improve on. I'm not trying to create a chat wheel line by all means, but the fact that there is an absence of that throughout the many, many games that I've casted, and I've casted some of the best games ever in Dota's history, that does say something lacking about my casting ability. And I should try and improve on that. And Dakota helped me cement that. Like somebody, like I already kind of felt like that way. Somebody else pointed out to me and I was like, you're absolutely right. That's something I should improve on. What is the formula that kind of makes those moments? Because it's like, it fits a level of like excitement and volume and voice, it seems like, but also hyperbole? Uh, I, I think for me anyway, I think I run myself too much on continuing to tell the story all the way through of a team fight. Like I have a very strong understanding of what the crucial moments are and how it plays out afterwards, but what LD and Toby have done very, very well, and Owen does it well too, is that they they take that crucial moment and they all in on it in a way. They make some their, their call and they don't worry what's happening afterwards. Me, I'm worried what's happening afterwards. Hmm. And I just got to live in that moment and build that moment up more and worry less about the story that follows. 
and it's like, you know, initially if, if I had something like something like that, I'm, I'm going like, yeah, but you're not talking about like what, what happens afterwards in this engagement and like, who's going to be chasing down who this extra kill is still important. But like the, the gravity of what just happened in this big climax, this big moment, that's really the, the thing you should focus more on. You got to gamify the chat wheel conundrum and just uh, preload some lines in your head. <laughs> Like you got you got to pre-write and preload like five or six of them that might be applicable. No. Dude, if if don't I, have it come off the cuff, like dude, everything. I I am terrified of being, of doing that and being too cringy with it. So I I like there's something in my head that won't allow me to set up for that. Maybe that's a bad thing. I I'm, just, I'm terrified of like. That's why I hate it when people comment and be like, oh, he's just trying to get his chat wheel line. Like, I hate that because that is in, inherently I don't want to ever be looked at like somebody's – like I'm trying to do that, you know? Because I, I love Dota as a whole story from start to finish, and I think even the boring moments are great. So I don't want to be that guy who's just like talking, 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 but the reality is I'm just biding my time for, oh, my God. He hit the long shot arrow. What a god! Like, uh, like, oh, that's gross. That's gross to me. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to ever. Like, I will have let myself down if I ever approach casting that way. I think though, it's because it's your own standards and not like I. I, I disagree with the idea that someone would be able to identify. Like, ah, he was trying to make that moment. I, yeah. I, I don't think people are really that keen at like. Oh yeah. Oh, was he planning to say that yeah, boy yeah. needs some milk? No, you're like, definitely right, <laughs> dude. That, I, these are definitely my own securities <laughs> in playing in my head, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing those things. But, you know that i am insecure about that so i stray far away from it as possible for some reason that means that in, if your theory holds up you probably wouldn't have a chat wheel line this year so you really gotta like go for one actually i mean i guess you, there's still time to make one because there's all these events before ti um but that, that, <laughs> that, that means 2021 <laughs> the, the, the goal is a capitalist chat wheel line 2021 <laughs> uh so if you hear me say something that's particularly sick, be sure to put it on Reddit. Yeah, clip Call out your friends to upvote it and say, add this to the chat. <laughs> By the way, nobody gets anything extra for that. And it doesn't really bother me that I'm not on the chat wheel line. It never has. But it does bother me that it says something about my casting. And that means it could be better. You're too humble. I'm sure there's other people who are, who are fiending for like, oh man, I got four chat wheel lines this year and you only got one. <laughs> no. None, none of the casters are like that, I think. I think it's uh, like, I like uh, for example, um, when Blitz got his line, uh, it's looking spicy. Uh, he, he, was, he was very excited for it. And it made me so happy to see him like it, it is really cool to have your voice in a game like that right and um and it made me so happy seeing him that happy you know i like i just congratulated him i was like that's really awesome dude like congrats you know what he said to me he said he said this is our line even though that moment i don't think i'm actually i think he's on panel i'm not even sure if i'm on panel with him but he told me this is our line together, which, you know, I thought was very sweet. It's very cute. Yeah. It's incredibly cute. Blitz is a great guy. He's a real homie. Yeah. I think that might be it. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think I'm fading. Oh uh, yeah, I think I'm fading. It's eleven thirty. Oh man, you're, that... you're are, dude. You're still jet lagged, aren't you? I, I dude, I did. I don't. I haven't had any jet lag problems. Mm. I did that whole trip with like minimal to almost no jet lag problems. It's all okay. about strategic sleeping on the plane. Okay. Uh, let me just say, like, you think sometimes you think you're out of jet lag, and like two days later, all of a sudden you're like, why am I falling asleep at six thirty p.m.? I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll let you. you know. We'll see. If I, if I wake up at four in the morning, I'll be like, uh. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to have some time to play some Dota and I'm happy to be back for y'all. Uh, once again, thanks for, thanks for doing the listening thing. Listen to, we, we shout it out, but you know, listen to share tango, subscribe to their feed if you haven't yet. Um, and if you're already on ours, you should, you should write us a review on Apple with five stars because it helps a lot. Like, um, MS, uh, M, M Simmons 81, they left a review. Last week, it, it says, Dota, you guys are funny. <laughs> so. Nice. Thank you. That's a big, it's a big compliment. I like, I like taking funny. That's the only thing I find solace in. Uh, and oh, who's the guy who rated us four stars? I, I was, I was trying to, to <laughs> we, 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 we shouldn't. We, I need to know, Joey. We, we cannot encourage that type of behavior. That's because true, then that's we're, we're, right, we're, we're right. reinforcing. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, sh I'll share that with you later. We'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> we'll, fi we'll find them. Who are you? I, I know this guy named Liam Neeson. <laughs> Send them right over to his house. Um, if you listen on Apple, you listen to us on Spotify, however else you want to. You can find us on YouTube. You type in side poll if you want to watch the video version that exists. Or if you're watching the video version, you can just listen to the audio version in your car or at the gym or whatever else that you want. Just just look up side poll. It's everywhere. Look up shared tangos. It's also everywhere. Um, also, real quickly, no Reddit rule for the Dream League stuff. Please don't. If you're going to post this on Reddit, just don't put cat complaining about Dream League in the title. Oh, that, That's that. all I'm asking. You post it on Reddit. Post this clip on Reddit. Post, you know, just don't specifically link that part on the title please and thank you someone's gonna trusting you guys here someone's gonna i don't want to dredge up drama man i just wanted to talk someone's gonna post it mid episode and then they're gonna be like wow this starts getting traction while they're listening yeah to but then they're, they're gonna be they're, they're gonna, gonna realize the error of their ways and they're, they're gonna, gonna be deleted, like oh and then it'll fuck. be fine yeah haven't you had enough reddit threads in the last couple of weeks <laughs> have i <laughs> wait have there been any reddit threads about me uh, just about team names Oh shit, <laughs> dude! I forgot about that, dude. The best thing, have you seen the clip, the curb your enthusiasm clip? I, oh, dude, I, dude, it's so good. It's it's me. It's the clip of us being here, and I'm like, I'll never say that. Like, I never said it with Enigma. Why? Like, I said it fifty times, <laughs> and then it goes straight to the clip. Of me screwing it up. By the way, that was one of those 18-hour days or something like that at Dream Blake. So, yeah, real fun. But, uh, but yeah, I slip up there, and then it immediately cuts to the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme music. Da -da 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 I was talking to a friend, and um, we said, uh, if we were a crueler person, I would do a Curb Your Enthusiasm edit of your podcast of this, <laughs> with with the link. And then, um, let's see, that was... <laughs> were they the one who did it? 
That was 3.15, and then, uh, no, no, oh, I don't know what time it was. A couple hours later, like, someone else did it. So the, the, we, we we also had this same dude, idea. Dude, it was a great idea, We had honestly. the same idea of just being like, oh, you should just... Uh, what, Dude, I don't mind. I I think it's pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I think that it's an example of why it was always questionable and a problem. <laughs> because even if you could argue... Like you did that uh -huh. it was a that it wasn't a problem. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes shit happens and then, it, and then it all of a sudden becomes a problem. Hey, let me just say, there's a secret club, very exclusive. It's composed of me, Suns fan, BSJ. I don't know who else is in the club, but me and Suns fan are building it. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of a self-help or like uh, so it's it's a support group slash club. I don't know if I want to be in that club. You don't want to be in the club. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's a support group. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous or something. It's like you have just been publicly humiliated. So here's some support for it. Some people, by the way, uh, I actually got some very lovely messages from some people of just being like, "Hey, dude, that really sucks." Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're hum like it's kind of it's like embarrassing, but I don't mind that much. It's it's like I, I like I find it hilarious that I was so adamant that I would never say it, and then slipped up. You know, I'm I'm down to laugh at myself like that. It's funny how how karma works. That's some that that sometimes they yeah. <laughs> Ted was one of those people. Perian Flax was very sweet and reached out to me just to make sure I was good. You know, I laughed. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't blame you. <laughs> when I saw, when I was watching it with, uh, I was watching it with Rich, and Rich is a huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. So me and him were just, uh, I showed it to him, and he was laughing his ass off. I thought it was great. Well, with that being said, less Reddit threads, <laughs> less Reddit threads, not more. Unless you just want to advertise the show as a whole, in which case. I mean, I don't mind. The God point. bless you. Thank you very much. Um, you're all lovely people. See you next week. I hope that you don't have a pandemic inside of you. <laughs> Unless you want to play the board game pandemic, because I highly recommend Legacy Season 1 to anyone who has like a group of friends who can play it. But totally different. I'm going to... Bye.